Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded February 13th, 2023. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. Three big things you need to know today. First, low-quality leadership has returned, something that's normal after recession lows have been put in. Second, macro themes were muddled in last week's S&P 500 earnings call transcripts, helping explain why the rally in the S&P has stumbled a bit. And third, earnings-related data points continue to highlight near-term softening, at the same time that a case for earnings recovery in 2024 is emerging, highlighting the conflicting cross-currents equities are grappling with. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and other major platforms. Now the details. Starting with takeaway number one, low-quality leadership has returned, something that's pretty normal after recession lows have been put in. Our question of the week comes from our equity derivative sales team, which reports that they've been debating the significance of the low-quality leadership seen in the U.S. equity market recently with their clients. Low-quality leadership has emerged across a number of factors. Low ROE, negative earners, high leverage, low market cap, and high short interest have all been outperforming within both large cap and small cap in recent months. We've been reminding investors that bursts of low-quality leadership are usually seen starting midway through a recession or shortly after one concludes. Rightly or wrongly, what recent low-quality leadership is telling us is that the stock market has been acting like October was the low associated with the current period of economic challenge. For our part, we aren't overly concerned about the idea that short covering has been pushing stocks higher this year. That's normally the case when markets start the process of climbing off recession lows. Moving on to takeaway number two. The macro themes in last week's S&P 500 earnings calls came across as muddled. Over the past few days, my team and I combed through the earnings call transcripts of the 91 S&P companies that reported last week. Overall, the macro messages seemed a bit muddled to us, which along with renewed Fed angst helps explain why the rally in stock seems to have stalled a little in here. In terms of the here and now, a significant number highlighted ongoing resilience of the consumer and stabilization in recent consumer trends. At the same time, a significant number also highlighted how signs of softness had started to be seen. These comments generally came from sectors other than consumer, particularly in tech. In terms of looking ahead, what's been getting baked into guidance in terms of the overall macro backdrop did vary a bit. For the most part, companies seem to acknowledge the economic softening underway, but weren't extremely negative with some talking about baking in things like limited GDP and others talking more directly about the emergence of a short, mild recession. A fair number were also openly talking about when they anticipate recovery to take hold. On China, we were surprised to find more uncertainty about the reopening than outright optimism. FX was still mostly described as a headwind, with a few companies highlighting lessening impacts. In terms of cash deployment, most companies seem to be sticking by their buyback dividend and debt paydown plans. We did feel like we got a bit more color on M&A than usual, however. On the topic of inflation and costs, some companies highlighted ongoing pressures, while others highlighted moderating impacts. And the tone around labor admittedly felt a little more negative than usual, with some companies highlighting how they were addressing labor to save costs, but others saying hiring was still a priority. Our favorite quotes came from executives who highlighted how this is just a complicated, longer recovery from COVID than people thought, and how we are in the age of uncertainty. 
I've talked a lot in my recent investor meetings about how 2022-2023 is a messy period of post-COVID normalization, similar to 2010-2011 and 2002-2003. I think those two comments do a good job of describing this unique chapter in financial market history. Wrapping up with takeaway number three, earnings-related data points continue to highlight near-term softening at the same time that a case for recovery in 2024 is starting to be visible. For the most part, all of the earnings-related thoughts we've been highlighting over the past few weeks generally remained intact at the end of last week when we updated all the stats we've been tracking. While the percent of companies beating consensus for the most recent quarter and 2023 forecasts for earnings have continued to look soft relative to prior quarters, recovery is starting to show up in the 2024 stats, providing a justification for the year-to-date rally in the stock market. Sectors that had been resilient on earnings last year, things like energy, financials, and utilities, have finally started to experience a downward revision cycle, while the sectors that already experienced sharp downgrades to earnings forecasts last year, things like tech, comm services, and consumer discretionary, are starting to see an improvement in earnings sentiment at the margin. In other words, the rate of upward estimate revisions is getting less negative. Overall, we think a sloppy bottoming process in 2023 earnings forecasts is well underway. And we continue to remind investors we speak with that stock prices tend to bottom three to six months before earnings forecasts do, that when earnings forecasts are reined in, most cuts tend to be done by March or April, and that the downgrades to 2023 forecasts that we've seen so far have been the sharpest we've seen since the financial crisis. While we acknowledge that earnings feel like a problem for the stock market, we continue to think they're not nearly as big of a problem as some of our most bearish counterparts in the strategy world are trying to make them out to be. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, and be sure to reach out to your RBC representative with any questions. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.